Thank you for joining us, LGB and the T. We're here with another episode. I am your host, B-Ron. And of course, I have a lot of things to talk about. Some old, some fairly new, but this is stuff that I'm quite passionate about. Um, But I guess we'll go ahead and get on with the shits and shenanigans of the day. Um, I recall back in October, I believe it was October, where Always, which is a Procter & Gamble company, and for those, if you don't know what Always is, apparently you're living under under a rock, but Always, um, they have like the sanitary napkins and the, um, the tampons for when individuals go through their menstrual cycle. Well, in October, always announced that they were going to remove the female symbol or the quote-unquote Venus symbol from their sanitary products uh, and the packaging to basically include trans and gender non-conforming customers. The symbol is specifically tied to a female and unfortunately some trans men uh, still go through a menstrual cycle and I will get a little deeper into that Uh, but also gender non-conforming individuals may also go through a menstrual cycle as they do not identify as male or female. So they announced back in October that it will remove the Venus symbol from its menstruation products packaging following calls by transgender advocates who said that its parent, Procter & Gamble, was alienating trans and gender nonconforming customers by not acknowledging that they too can experience menstruation. So when we say alienating trans they're specifically referring to trans men or men of trans experience. There are some men of trans experience who decide either A, not to go through hormone replacement therapy, meaning that they decide not to take testosterone. However, they still identify as man. And if you do not know what a man of trans experience is, it is someone who was atomically born as a female who may or may not have female reproductive organs and decide to transition into a man. Since why some trans men do still go through uh, menstruation, the only time that I'm aware of, and anyone can correct me if I'm wrong, is the only time that men of trans experience do not um, go through a menstrual cycle is if they take testosterone, which ceases a menstrual cycle. This is what happened to me as long as the levels are correct. However, some some people's body adjusts differently to the testosterone and they could still have a menstrual cycle or B, get rid of it completely and go through a hysterectomy. I have, I personally myself have gone through a hysterectomy, so I don't have to worry about 
those issues. And just based on my experience, if I stopped or if I forgot to take my hormone shot when I still had my, you know, my, my junk down there, um, my menstrual cycle would kick back on and I would have to take the necessary precautions to make sure that I was good either by taking my shot on a regular basis or, you know, heading to the store and acting like I'm buying these products for my wife. Um, But neither here nor there, that would be the reason why they would, that the reason why they included um, trans customers, gender non-conforming customers, of course, pretty much the same would still apply with the exception of that either A, they you know, they may want to take hormones, they may not, but they don't identify as neither or they're kind of, you know, they could be masculine one day, feminine another day, but if they still have a uterus, they could still menstruate, but they don't want to be inclusive to just all females. Now, this is something that could they're reaching for February 2020 for the new design to uh, come out. And they just trying to be inclusive to all of the individuals that purchase their product. Now, mind you, this is a small change and it's not unlikely for companies or products, especially big ones, to go through a rebranding phase. Let me make this perfectly clear. It is not uncommon for companies to go through a rebranding phase. And this is, in a sense, always in Procter & Gamble going through a rebranding phase. My problem is it has absolutely nothing to do with always. I... I applaud them for being a champion of change and identifying where they see their products are more inclusive than just cisgendered females. So I applaud them for that. My issue is people making a big, huge deal about it. Number one. Most of the people that are really pissed off about this change, they they never knew that the that the symbol existed on their products in the first place. So for you to say that this is going too far, it's taking it too far, they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't do that. Hell, half of y'all didn't even know that the damn symbol was on the packaging anyway. I didn't even know. But apparently they saw fit to make an announcement about it because they wanted people of trans experience and gender non-conforming people to know that hey we heard your cries we understand we we're an ally to all people and we want you guys to feel included too so just by this small rebranding change we're going to remove this this symbol off of our packaging everything else remains the same how we do it the price of it all of that great stuff. It's just going to be the package is going to change not to include that symbol. If anybody on God's green earth can tell me where the fucking symbol is on the damn package, I would be okay. 
But I didn't even know that the symbol was on there. And most of these jackheads who are really upset and really pissed off about it are, are, and making a big deal about it don't even know that, didn't even know that the fucking symbol was on there in the first place. And I'm sorry for cussing too much. This is just how I talk because I'm really passionate about it because it really doesn't make sense to me. You're taking something so small, something that companies do on an annual, on a, on a biannual, probably every six or seven years or so, rebrand, come out with new things, and y'all are making a big fucking deal about it when it doesn't necessarily have to be. And I hope I'm making this very clear. Half of these folks don't even, I mean, yeah, they use it on a monthly basis. I'm sure you know when you go to the store, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get some always pads. I know that when I went to the store, I'm looking for the color because the color signifies what type of pads I'm getting. The orange was, I believe, like overnight. The, the, the green was regular. The yellow was something else. Then you had the purple, which was something else, and the pink, which was something else. And I'm sure that most of the time when I would go for my wife, I would be like, hey, what color do you need? It wasn't like what size, oh, does it have to have the female symbol on there or not? I just remember just going to the store and be like, oh, she said that she needed pink or, oh, she said that she needed green. And that's the color that I'm getting. But half of these fuckers don't even didn't even know that the fucking symbol was on there until the announcement came out. So I'm trying to figure out what's the big fucking deal. I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for the trans and the non the gender nonconforming or the non-binary people um, who have to who purchase these products um, on a monthly basis as well. And apparently, it was one of them that called it out in attention to Procter and Gamble about the. Um, about the symbol in which they turned around and decided to remove the Venus symbol from their products. And I know that some critics are accusing Procter and Gamble of basically trying to erase women because technically, you know, when these products came out, it was about women and empowering and take over your health uh, type thing. But it's rooted, much of the criticism, it, it appears to be rooted in the misconception that transgender and non-binary or gender non-conforming people cannot experience menstruation. And of course, this is scientific. This has been scientifically debunked, um, and menstruation can basically occur for anyone that has a uterus. So, if you have a uterus, guess what? You're gonna bleed. If a trans man still has a uterus, chances are that he could still bleed, which means that he will have to 
take the necessary precautions, go to the store and buy certain products. Always is just trying to make sure that this population of people are also included because they are customers as well. While for a lot of trans people who take testosterone, it the bleeding does decrease or it goes away. And for some of them, it doesn't, like I said before. And for others, taking hormones does not affirm their gender. And it's not necessarily the the goal of things or or the end of their journey so they may have a a regular cycle and they just and they just want this set or this group of people to be uplifted and to be included so apparently uh, the announcement came right before the first National Period Day, um, which took place uh, October 19th. I just looked it up. October 19th. And apparently the first National Period Day um, is a date of protest um, elevating the issue of quote-unquote period poverty and demanding an end to taxes on tampons and pads. And period poverty is basically low income, the hurting of low income or no income females who can't purchase tampons or pads because of its high price. So that's what the first uh, National Period Day was about. Um, it was about the the low-income individuals who have an inability to access menstrual hygiene products. So it's a new movement that has started just this year. But I was just so sick and tired of of seeing posts on Facebook or people, you know, talking about how much they disagree when when y'all didn't even know the, the damn symbol was even on there. Now, mind you, I mean, I started when, you know, before I transitioned or whatever, I started my cycle uh, fairly early. I was probably, I don't know if it's early or if it was the right time, but I was probably about 10 or 11 when I started. And trust and believe, it's pro- it's got to be something in the food that having these these kids develop super quick or whatever. But I was probably about 10 or 11. And I remember, you know, my mom basically teaching me how to make sure that I take care of myself and how to how to make sure you clean yourself properly and what products what products to use and the right products to use during that during that time so it wasn't necessarily about oh well let me look at the packaging and make sure that it specifically has the venus symbol i was buying these products for for damn near 25 years and it wasn't until this year i even knew 
that the damn symbol was even on the package. It's like, come on. Like we have we have other things that we could be upset about versus a, a huge company that does what every other huge company does, and that's rebranding their products and re and rebranding who they are. But I digress. I digress. It's you know, it's it's a huge thing, so for some, but not for me. And and I'm simply okay with that. But it just it just boils my it just boils my blood to think that some people are so small minded that something so minute to you is something so big to to us and 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 our community would have you all flustered and in and enraged because a symbol that you didn't even know nothing about is being removed from some plastic that's going to get thrown away after you use it but who am i it just it just really it just really bought my my it it just really bought my blood it grounded my gears so there are certain things that that we could that we could discuss like the poverty of of transgender people because you know I don't I don't see everybody up in an uproar about the lack of housing, the lack of jobs, the high rate of murders, the discrimination of people of trans experience. But y'all are upset because transgender and non-binary and gender non-conforming individuals are included in in the decision of always removing the symbol from their package. Y'all are y'all are upset about that, but not upset about the housing discrimination and the job discrimination that majority of the individuals who are who are being uplifted by this change but they face these these particular discriminations every day. We're not upset about that, but we're upset about a damn symbol on a piece of plastic that you knew nothing about anyway that will eventually be in your local landfill after after 7 7 to 10 days. So I I feel like like the anger and the discontent is targeted at the wrong things right now. Like there always and Proctor Gamble has made a conscious decision to be a champion of change and to include certain individuals because we are their customers too. But y'all won't take into the account of everything else that these individuals within the community have to deal with. But I digress. I digress. But on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, listeners, I have an ask of you. I'm humbled and grateful for the listener interest over the past few weeks and the scores of messages received letting me know that this podcast has improved your day or week has simply been inspiring. 
Special thanks to the community for engaging and interacting with the show in many instances daily. I want to keep the podcast focused on content that informs, entertains, and is mindful of your time. One way to accomplish this is direct listener support. Your support will help the show grow and lead it into the 21st century. I've set up a link where you can quickly and easily support the show, and the whole thing will take no more than 30 seconds. It's anchor.fm backslash LGB and the T backslash support. That's anchor.fm backslash LGB and the T backslash support. We're asking for $5 a month, but you can contribute as much or as little as you like. If LGB and the T is a part of your day or week and you will love and you absolutely love what we're doing, please visit anchor.fm backslash LGB and the T backslash support and support us any way you can. Thank you. And thank you for returning to LGB and the T. Again, my name is B. Ron. I am your host. And I know that the last time we talked about always. And now we're going to move on to another big controversy that took place this week. And that is with Hallmark. So if you caught the title of the podcast is love always hallmark as it as a like signature or whatever you know a little play on words there but hallmark drew some major controversy uh with removing a gay marriage ad from their programming and they turned around and reversed that decision. Now, the ad featured a same-sex couple to, as far as, um, it's a wedding planning company called Zola. And the ad featured two brides kissing at the altar and this particular ad launched a storm of protests um, with a pretty conservative group. I want to say, let me pull up the name of this group. One Million Moms. And what they did was they launched an online petition that had more than 25,000 signatures calling upon the network and Hallmark's parent company, Crown Media, to do away with, with the ad. Now, Zola had about several ads playing on the Hallmark channel one being uh, two brides kissing at the altar, supporting their wedding planning services. Now, they removed, they simply removed the ad with the same-sex couples, but kept the heterosexual couple ads uh, running. Now, mind you, Zola has been working with Hallmark for 
the past several years and it's pretty much been the same kind of ads um, that run on the channel. But all of a sudden, you know, their ratings spike tremendously during the holiday season because of Hallmark's holiday um, themed movies that they that they have going on. So they ended up the one million moms called the network to kind of keep the content conservative The petition states the Hallmark Channel has always been known for its family-friendly movies. Even its commercials are usually safe for family viewing, but unfortunately, that is not the case anymore. Recently, one million moms received concerns about Hallmark airing commercial from Zola.com in which two lesbians are shown kissing at the end of their wedding ceremony. Similar concerns from regular viewers are posted on an online complaint board for the Hallmark Channel. Shame on Hallmark for airing commercials with same-sex couples and even considering movies with LGBT content and lead character. It then calls on the owners to resist efforts by the LGBT agenda to make the channel politically correct. Now, as far as the LGBT uh, agenda, please let me in on the scoop. I am absolutely a part of the community and have no idea what the LGBT agenda is other than simply uh, to remain visible and basic human rights that are owed and that are due to the entire community. However, they made a a big deal about it. Uh, The Christian Post had an article about it as well, praising Hallmark for losing um, the possibility of losing a big part of their market by showing LGBT content, lead characters and or commercials. And states that because people just couldn't be sure of what to expect. And Hallmark should always know that if they if they give in to the LGBT agenda, the LGBT activists will never be satisfied. That is simply not the case. We just want people that look like us, that sound like us, that live like us, that talk like us to be a representation or to be represented in Hallmark's content because some people do watch Hallmark. However, I'm not one of those people. I could care less about a Hallmark movie. I pretty much hate majority of their content because it's it's so I don't want to say it's so conservative, but it bores the fuck out of me. I don't see anybody that hardly looks like me. I don't see anybody that that sounds like me, that talks like me, that works like I do. I mean, it's a lot of things that goes on into to the making of these channels and the, and the programming in, you know, with Hallmark Channel. However, I'm not the one I don't buy their cards. I don't do any of that nonsense. So, you know, more power to you. However, I don't know anything or I don't know shit about a fucking LGBT agenda. Uh, and with me being a part of the community, I feel kind of left out about it. And I'm in my feelings that I don't know anything about um, this agenda. However, Sunday, this past Sunday, Hallmark came back reversing what is called a quote-unquote wrong decision and reinstated the commercials featuring the same-sex couples that it pulled previously. Now, the earlier decision by Crown Media 
of course, which is Hallmark's parent company, to pull several ads for the wedding planning site featuring the two brides kissing at the altar. Um, created this whole nonsense of a storm, protests, whatever have you. Um, come in like uh, celebrities like Ellen DeGeneres, I believe she posted something, and William Shatner, they criticized the move and uh hashtag started trending on twitter hashtag boycott uh boycott hallmark channel so the ceo of hallmark cards mike perry came back and said the crown media team has been agonizing over this decision as we as we've seen the hurt it has intentionally caused so that means that you so, in essence, that means that you didn't care or give a damn about the people that it could possibly um, traumatize when making this decision. Okay, got it. Said simply, they believe this was the wrong decision. We are truly sorry for the hurt and disappointment this has caused. Now, Zola is a wedding planning site, um, and it... It's the one that made the ad with the lesbian couple kissing at the altar. Uh, they said it was relieved that the decision to pull them had been reversed. Uh, the company said that it would be in touch with Hallmark regarding a potential return to advertising. Now, again, they had they've had several spots of advertising on the Hallmark channel for some years now. And I'm sure that is probably, I won't say a huge chunk, but that's money that Hallmark is losing as far as uh, advertising is concerned because Zola appears and seems to be a very inclusive company, especially if it's showing same-sex couples at at uh, at an altar. Now, the LGBT advocacy group, GLAAD, G-L-A-A-D, also expressed its relief at the reversal. Uh, Their president and CEO, Sarah Ellis, said that Hallmark's decision to correct its mistakes sends an important message to LGBTQ people and represents a a major loss for fringe organizations like One Million Moms, whose sole purpose is to hurt families like mine. Um, A post on the group website said that... uh, And when I say the group, I'm talking about the One Million Moms, said that Crown Media CEO Bill Abbott had spoken by telephone to the group and uh, and reported that the advertisement was actually aired in era. Um, They it also said that the call to our office gave us the opportunity to confirm the Hallmark Channel will continue to be a safe and family friendly network. I don't understand why safe and family-friendly is disassociated with the LGBT community as if LGBTQ uh, plus people or individuals do not have healthy relationships or a healthy family environment. I'm married, and we have an 18-year-old son. Now, granted... That is my wife's son, but I have officially adopted him, so he is mine too. I feel like like my blood runs through his veins just like his mother's blood. I've been there. 
and I take care of him and I support him and I love him as he is my own. And he's a healthy boy. He goes to school. He goes to work. Granted, his grades could be a little bit better, but he doesn't see me as an obstacle or someone who's a freak. Uh, He knew I was trans before I even had that conversation with him. And he was just fine. He loves me just the same. And one thing that stuck in my head when um, when I read this is that my son said, well, I will always love you and I will always respect you. But I won't tolerate anyone disrespecting you. So that meant a lot to me. Um, But it's sad that now we're about to go into 2020. We're ending an entire, you know, we're ending in a a decade, to, to be quite frank with you. And for this rhetoric to still play on and it seems as if history is repeating itself and I'm not comparing the trials and tribulations of what the LGBTQ plus community go through to the civil rights movement, but it is basically the same tone, the same rhetoric that they're spewing out now against the LGBT community as they did back during the civil rights movement as if the LGBT community and, and, and the individuals that live within that community are less than, or we're not afforded. We shouldn't be afforded the same rights, human rights that everyone else affords. And if you recall back to my first episode, it is kind of hard I don't know it was either it was my first or my second episode. It's hard being African American and being a part of this community because it seems like you have a a double target on your back, and you got to continue to prove yourself and prove yourself worthy to have basic human rights. So it is sad when when people disassociate safe and family friendly from the LGBT community as if we don't have that in the first place. Now, Zola had submitted a total of six ads with four, including a lesbian couple. So out of the six, four of them included the lesbian couple. And after Hallmark pulled those ads, uh, but not featuring um, only opposite-sex couples, Zola withdrew its remaining ads. They pulled the remaining ads and said, hey, either you're going to do this right or you're not going to do this at all. Um, Molly, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Byer, Uh she's the Senior Vice President for Public Affairs at Hallmark. She said in an interview Sunday night from the time the initial discussion had been made, Crown Media had been in agony over the hurt that this has caused. Hallmark has an unwavering commitment to diversity and inclusion. Well, it's kind of funny that you have an unwavering commitment to diversity and inclusion. And out of the six, out of the six ads, you pulled four of them because they included same-sex couples. But that's neither here nor there. Hallmark, at this point, gets a big fuck you. 
to me, well, I don't watch the shit anyway. However, you know, it is what it is. I know a lot of people were were on tw- uh, Twitter like, well, damn, ain't isn't it almost 2020 and we still got to go through this? We still got to got to fight this same fight. I mean, it's it it's just it's just sickening. But you know, it is what it is. It's it's basically the same thing with with Chick-fil-A and all of these other companies that that support this anti-LGBT rhetoric and agenda or whatever have you. Uh, that's why I don't eat at fucking Chick-fil-A. Everybody else say they chicken is delicious and it probably is. But I haven't eaten Chick-fil-A in years because of what they what they support. And once it came out, that's you know, the best way that I can speak out against discrimination such as this is to take my fucking dollars away. So if I don't watch Hallmark, they don't get my fucking rating. They don't get my fucking view. And again, I hate they sorry ass movies anyway. It's basically the same thing. Oh, I haven't seen my son in X amount of time. And all of a sudden it's Christmas time. And here he come, he pop up. Oh, my parents died. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then all of a sudden my friends come over and we have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas or whatever. Oh, I'm in the office and and I can't find love. And then all of a sudden this this angel comes out of nowhere and, and we're about to get married. They play the same damn shit all the time. So I don't even fucking watch it. Chick-fil-A got the same damn food every day. I don't need to fucking eat it. My money is not going to support any business or anybody that doesn't support me. And that's on and and that's on everything that I love. I would rather spend my dollars where I'm respected, honored, and observed versus my money going into a company and they're sending it off to anti-LGBT organizations. And Chick-fil-A had a big fiasco this year when they decided that they wanted to open up a a Chick-fil-A overseas, which that nipped in the bud because the first day day that they opened, you you had thousands of people out there protesting because of their anti LGBT stance. So much so that the companies came back and said, well... I don't think I'm going to I don't think I'm going to um participate in this anymore. Once our lease is up, we're out. And I'm sure they're still not making any money now. Chick-fil-A is always going to make money because you still got people that's going to that's going to shop at these establishments and and eat their chicken and go to their restaurants and you have companies that still cater or still have their their restaurant in in their buildings or whatever and and that's fine and nanny whatever they want to do however they want to believe that you know that's that's fine with me it doesn't hurt you know it doesn't hurt my pockets and it doesn't hurt me but i would i refuse to partake and spend my hurt earn hard dollars hard earned dollars my apologies on something that that they don't they don't see it nor they don't believe now chick-fil-a has amazing customer service 
Their lemonade is spot on. I love their lemonade. But I, I honestly, in, in good faith and in good conscience, cannot support them, um, nor will I eat their food in support. But um, that's all that I had to say about that. And that's pretty much all of the news that I have today. However, I did find out this morning that a couple that I'm not familiar with, but I'm in an LGBT marriage group on Facebook. And I found out that a couple that was actually in this group passed away last night, Monday night. Apparently, the children came home from school, both which are under 13 years old, and found the ladies in the dining room kitchen area on the floor. When the cops got there, they confirmed that both had gunshot wounds to the head, chest area. They're still investigating, so there's there's not a confirmed answer, but they're not ruling out murder-suicide. And right now, my heart pours out to those children because they have neither one of their parents right now. And thankfully, relatives were in the area and they are with relatives. But to come home and see your parents dead. The cop said that there were two shell casings on the floor next to one of the bodies along with um, a gun. They don't see any... They didn't see any um, forced entry. They didn't see any rummaging like through the um, through the apartment or through the house or whatever. So they're not suspecting foul play at this time. But apparently they were they were some really really good people and you never really know what happens or what goes on inside a a relationship until you're knee deep in it and i'm sure that their family is is really feeling some type of way again the details surrounding their deaths is specul is speculated at the moment, but nothing has been confirmed. It's I want to make sure that that I get this out there because even though they're speculating possible murder suicide. mental health and abuse is real. And I and the only thing that I need everybody to get is that it is okay to seek the help 
that you so desperately need. Again, we I don't know what happened in the house. I can't necessarily comment on what's happened in the house, but based on what they're saying, the children found them in the home. And of course, it could be, you know, it could be a setup. It really could be a setup, but, you know, it could be somebody that they know. But nothing, nothing is too hard to get over. You have to take the time to work on yourself. And if you feel as if you could possibly hurt someone and or hurt yourself, seek the help that you need. There's nothing embarrassing about it. Seek the help that you need. And that's it for LGB and the T. I thank you again for joining me on my third episode. If you have any questions or comments, please let me know. And I will see you guys next time.